Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit, my guest is a singer-songwriter who has also authored a book that was featured in a Huffington Post piece. She also does voiceover work and is an avid blogger. Plus, she is a regular contributor for the lifestyle magazine for women called Edis Magazine. And if all that's not enough, she is also the co-founder of Brainstamp Music, based in Metro Detroit and Nashville. Last year, she released an 11-song album called Zebra Stone. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled The Wind, the Clouds, and the Sea. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Mella Barnes. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Mella. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, before we dive into the many facets of Mella Barnes, tell the listeners first, please, about that song of yours that we were just playing, The Wind, the Clouds, and the Sea. Sure. Um, that is on Zebra Stone, the album that you mentioned. Um, I wrote it about actually a relative of mine, um, somebody who just goes through a lot of stuff, but just remains true to who she is. And I wanted to explore that side of her rather than the side that people love to criticize. Whereas, you know, people love to criticize people without knowing their version of the story. So I just thought I would kind of illuminate her side a little bit. Now, does she know that the song was written about her? She does not. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. And, and nobody really does, so um, it's not something I tell my family. Understandable, understandable. Is it, uh, I, how, how, when was the song written? Just kind of a little bit of background on, on the album. Um, it, it came out last year, but, uh, you know, how long did it take you to put it together? Um, I mentioned in the intro, there's 11 songs in there. Was that kind of what you were aiming for? Or that's just kind of how many came out or, or what? Um, that's how many came out. We probably wrote closer to maybe 20, but went back and, you know, pared it down, um, and there really wasn't a set number we were trying to achieve. I just really only wanted kind of the, the best of the best of what we had. Sure. And some I just thought weren't ready or weren't ever going to be ready. So. <laughs> uh, well, are there some that didn't make the cut that, that might make it onto a next Mella Barnes album? Yes. In fact, um, my goal, my plan is to release one this coming year, 2017. Oh. And... Um, so I'm going to be revisiting and seeing which ones we can, you know, bring with us onto that album. 
Very nice. Very nice. Well, I must say it's great to finally talk to you. The two of us have been back and forth over email quite a bit <laughs> over the past five weeks. You wrote a guest blog for my website. And wow, based on that intro a few minutes ago, a book, a blogger, a songwriter, you sure seem to have writing in your blood. Is is that the foundation of, of all things Mella Barnes being a writer? I would think so. I think you just summed it up perfectly. And um, I when I was a kid, like in, you know, elementary, middle, high school, I always wanted to be a book author, like a writer, writer. Hmm. And, um, I don't know that I've necessarily achieved that goal specifically, but I've, you know, done as much writing as humanly possible over the last however many years. So yeah, being a writer of all material is basically what I love to do. I wonder, because you're talking about starting in your childhood, did songwriting evolve out of, were you someone that enjoyed writing poetry or how, how and when did you get into songwriting as part of this overall, uh, affinity that you had for writing in general? Um, I think I started writing songs actually when I was a kid because I was obsessed with rhyming. And so I, <laughs> you know, um, lyrics only at that time, cause I just didn't have the musical skills that I needed back then, but I would write lyrics and I would love to find them because I'm sure they're terrible, <laughs> you know, having, having no life experience and trying to write songs. But, um, yeah, so I, I would say I started with songs and then I just kind of branched out from there. But isn't that funny though, what, what you just said, because, you know, we've talked in the show before about how, for a young performer, and I'm thinking under the age of 20, if you're songwriting or if you're just performing songs that someone has written for you, you have to sing about things that could possibly have happened to you. If you're singing about life experiences that someone's going to hear, they're not going to take you seriously if it's very clear that there's no way this person could have done this. So it is funny to think, you know, what the heck could Mella have possibly had to say <laughs> at the age of, you know, six or seven or so? <laughs> right. And that's... I'm. That's a good point that you made. I was just listening to a young artist on YouTube the other day, and she's got to be like 15, and you can easily tell her songs were written by like a 60-year-old man. Mm, and it was wow. very tough to connect with her as an artist because I'm thinking there's no way, you know, like her recalling all of these past times in a town that she's clearly never lived in and stuff. It's like, oh, if you're going to write songs for somebody, write something that could plausibly have been written by that person, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I must say, you know, shame on, uh, who, I, I don't know who it would have been, but whoever pitched it to that or, or probably assigned it is probably more the, the case, uh -huh. um, to that performer because, you know, that person, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take an educated guess and say they just saw dollar signs and, and didn't really have the artist development at heart. Otherwise you wouldn't be passing along a song like that. Right. Well, that's unfortunate, but, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the other hats that you wear, but for the time being, while, while we are focused on, on this topic, there are listeners to this show each week who are quote unquote tuning in because they are up and coming artists, singers, songwriters, entertainers, and they're learning lessons each week from my guests. In your case, Mela, talk to those folks about the benefits that you have found from doing not so much songwriting, but blogging and, of course, your book? Um, the benefits mostly, I would say, were for me, just another way to get my thoughts out there and to connect with people. Um, 
you can benefit your own songwriting by writing just in general by blogging because you never know what you can pull from that um you can also just meet people meet people you might want to collaborate with or hire or work with or you know anything like that but um I would also suggest that if you're interested in writing, that you read a lot, and that would include any genre, but just the more information you take in, the more you're able to contribute and put out. Meaning that it makes you more worldly, more well-rounded, that, that, type, of, that type of idea? Yes. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, obviously uh, it's one thing to just write a blog and post it on your site, but... You can be a lot more interactive, as you're saying. Try to be a guest blogger uh, on other sites. Um, and, and certainly, Mella, you can speak to, if you don't mind, you don't just post a blog on your site and let it just sit there and hope people find it. Obviously, the other part of the job is getting the word out and trying to develop regular readers, yes? Yes, absolutely. And I would, if you're going to go that route, then make sure it's something that can benefit them. Um, I've seen people put out, um, links to their blog post and it's just them complaining about their everyday life, which is fine <laughs> if you already have 10,000 active fans who want to know about stuff like that. But I think when you're starting out, you know, who are you? Why would anybody need to know about your fight with that you had with your boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? So um, if there's no takeaway, I would search to find one before actively sharing it. Uh, nicely said. And, and you read my mind because I was thinking as you were saying that about don't just complain about things that, you know, unless your name is Mariah Carey or, uh, <laughs> right. you know, John Bon Jovi, someone of that nature, those people can write, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think those people could write absolutely anything at all that they want. And, and that's still okay, wouldn't you think? I think it is. Yeah, I kind of feel like they do. I mean, I don't know about them specifically, but sure. I know just even with Instagram, like a selfie that I take is going to get maybe four likes, but a selfie that, you know, Selena Gomez takes gets regularly <laughs> 300,000 in, in a day. Yeah. Well, certainly those people are, are at the opposite end of the spectrum. So I think what I hear you saying right. is <laughs> that the up and comers who are going to do uh, a blog or some type of writing, you know, you have to remember that you want people to see it. So people are going to see it and you could possibly write yourself out of a job, meaning someone finds it and says, oh my gosh, this person's angry. I'm not going to have them come and perform at my venue. <laughs> right. Well, let's go ahead and have you talk about the book. It's called Way Less Cowbell, How to Communicate Your Musical Ideas. Tell the listeners about it and also the free sheets that you have available on the books page on your website. Sure. So um, I wrote this book last year based on um, just communication, not problems, but uh, repeated issues that I would kind of run into as a studio session singer. There's just um, when you're hiring a session singer, you're hiring somebody to tell your story for you. And so these were just thoughts that I had that could maybe help make that process a little bit easier for someone. And really, it can apply to any studio musician that you hire a guitar player or a producer or a mixer its goal is to help people avoid um, miscommunications to help you to get the song that you want and make everybody come to the same agreement so the sheets that you mentioned those are in the book but i put them out for free because i felt that everybody could use them they're just um sheets that you fill out or that you have them fill out that 
just make sure that everyone is on the same page and we all understand what the goal of the song is and what the end result should be. Okay, let's see if I can keep up with all these follow-up questions that are pouring into Sorry, my head. Okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> For openers, uh, just to clarify, is this an ebook format only or is there a hard copy version? It's ebook only. I just wanted to make it as easy as possible. And if it was um, in print, then it would kind of take away from being able to fill out the forms. Okay. And uh, all, all honesty, hand on the Bible, I did not read it. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm judging a book by its title, and it sounds like uh, this book is designed more for the list of people that you rattled off, as opposed to, I thought that perhaps it was a book for songwriters. Would they benefit from this book also or no? Yeah, songwriters would if you're planning on hiring people to perform on your tracks. Um, yeah. So, you know, people who are, for example, in the Nashville scene who work a lot with studio musicians, you bring in guitar players, bass players, there are often um, issues with communication or disagreements that people just didn't know up front what they were getting into, so the scope wasn't clear. So this will hopefully help everybody avoid that. Okay. Okay. And while we're at it, I might as well have you comment, uh, on this because it, it does more or less deal with communication in the studio and, and could probably be an extension of, of what we're referring to in terms of what your book covers back on episode 50, uh, 151, um, Jennifer Brenning, we were, uh, I'll say we were sort of laughing now, mind you, she was doing the show from Germany, uh, where she lives. Um, so listeners go back. This is last week's episode I'm referring to. And Mela, she was, she was saying it in a way that, um, and her English was, was okay, but I was, I was interpreting that she was bringing songs to the studio and the producer wasn't saying anything about them if he didn't like them. Now, I think she sort of clarified that and, and said that she wasn't being, he wasn't being really harsh with her, um, but he wasn't being absolutely silent. So I would think that's a form of communication where, look, you know, if, if, if you want to get your money's worth out of your producer, and if it's a producer worth his salt, he, he should communicate to you in some way, shape, or form, um, you know, what he thinks and, and how it can be improved. Yes, absolutely. And there is a sheet for that that I wrote for, um, like, let's say somebody hires me as a session singer, I submit it, and they're not 100% happy with what I did. Maybe they didn't like my style choice, the way that I sang it, or my phrasing or something. So there's a sheet where they can go through and say, okay, at this minute and this second, can you redo this part and have it more like this? Because uh -huh. when somebody gives you no feedback or when they just respond with, eh, it's okay. Like that doesn't help me help you. You know what I mean? I need, yeah. we all need very clear and direct communication in order to get the songs that we're wanting. Yeah. And amazing the timing on this, because just today uh, I ran into almost the exact situation that you're describing in the sense that I had a client who wanted a logo created. The designer created the logo and sent it to me. And then when I sent it to the client, they said, unfortunately, I don't like it at all. And, that's, and it. that's it. So, you know, so going back to the designer, the designer is doing exactly what you're doing and saying, well, what doesn't the client like about it? What could I change? You know, don't make it so vague. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that's impressive that you're getting right down to time codes and saying, you know, tell me specifically where you heard something you didn't like. And not only what didn't you like, but what would you like to see instead? Exactly. Right. Because um, like I've had feedback where they just say, well, the notes were wrong. And I'm like, 
okay, well, first of all, they're not. Because <laughs> it, I made sure that I'm in the correct key and it's, I followed your lead, but where, what notes and how, what would you like them to be? You know, it's just, it's frustrating on both sides because I know that person's not happy with what I gave them and I want them to be. So, exactly. you know, it's, that's what was my hope for this book was just to make everybody on the same page and overall happier. <laughs> but, but it sounds like, unfortunately, your inspiration for the book was running into too many occasions where there was such bad communication that <laughs> you threw your hands up in the air and said, you know what, I, I need I need to give people some help with this. This is just too yes. much. It's happening yep. <laughs> too frequently. Yeah. Well, good for you. I wonder, do you have a communications background, uh, you know, journalism, media, anything of that nature? Um, I'm my, I have an associate's degree in journalism and I have a bachelor's degree in business. Wow. So nothing, nothing music related at all, but they they do help. So was there a point in time where, where you were considering going into journalism, meaning, meaning say the media field? Um, yes, I, I actually went to a broadcast school here in Michigan. Um, and I, that's when I kind of learned that, okay, I would much rather be behind the scenes writing than, mm. you know, out in front of the camera or anything like that. Interesting. It's it's not unlike advice that I give to students a lot of times when I go and speak at a college, and that is sometimes take an internship just to find out that it's not what you want to do after all, rather than just exactly. figuring that you're on the right track. You graduate, you get your diploma, you get your first job, and now that's where you have to go every every day, nine to five for a paycheck, and you go, I don't really like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit is singer, songwriter, author, blogger, voiceover artist, Mella Barnes. Visit her official website at www.mellamusic.com. And that's spelled just like you'd think, M-E-L-L-A. She is very active on social media too. On her website, you will find links to Mella on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and more. Use mellowmusic.com as well to purchase her book that she just talked about. And her album, Zebra Stone, can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. You can also contact Mella through her website to hire her as a session singer or voiceover artist. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on that site the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and there's even an indication of which two songs by that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned one already, Jennifer Brenning from last week's episode. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support, honestly and sincerely. I truly do. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Mella's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Mella, one other question about the book. Any idea how the Huffington Post came to include your book title and what they published back in October? 
You know, I, I'm actually not sure. I know it was for an article on, like you just said, it was for like interesting book titles. And I got an email that I thought was spam because it was like, congratulations, you have been featured and, you know, I was going to mm. just delete it. And I opened it and it said, you have been featured and here's the link. And so I, I don't know how they came across it, how maybe I had put it posted it someplace and they found it i really don't know it was a, just a very interesting and exciting yeah, um, coincidence sure. yeah for sure was that was that email from the huffington post or, or a third party it was from the writer so that's what confused me because it it wasn't from like someone at huffington post it was like somebody at uh, somewhere.com you know so like a, like like a freelancer what? yeah wow yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of flattering and and confusing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, here's something, and and for the listeners who are up and comers, you know, obviously this is something big that you want to hang your hat on. I think so many people get caught up in uh, awards or sales, and you don't realize that not only can Mella now call herself an author, but you know, to be able to put Huffington Post out there uh, and as part of your bio, certainly everyone knows what that publication is. So you look at it and you go, wow, you know. She, she must have done something right. <laughs> I'd, l- I'd like to touch on one more writing discussion before we move on. I mentioned earlier that you did a guest blog for me. Uh, listeners, go to nhte.net and click on blog and then navigate to the November 14th, 2016 entry. The headline is How to Write a Holiday Song That Isn't Terrible. And actually, one week later, Kathleen Gage did a guest blog for me called Why Musicians Need to Blog. Mella, what advice do you have for the listeners who are musicians who either say, I just don't have the time to blog, or they say, I have no idea what I would even write about? Well, um, going back to what I said earlier about, you know, um, make it more than just complaints, I do think you can just blog about your life. If you're in the process of recording an album, let people know what that process is like, good and bad, because that's a world that maybe your fans don't know about, you know, and if you don't know what to blog about, that's a place to start because that's what you're, where you're at right now, you know. Um, But also I think people don't realize that photos are blogs, videos are blogs, any of that can be added into your blog as long as you're putting out content. So you might not have anything to write about, but maybe you took a photo of yourself in the studio, put that up, you know, or maybe you have a video of a gig from last night, put that up. All of that should go into your blog just so you have continuous activity. So would it be safe to say that even if they are pressed for content and they simply turn their phone camera on themselves and record a short video just on their phone for whatever, 60 seconds, 75, 90 seconds, just kind of talking at their readers slash followers, uh, that in itself would suffice? I think for now, absolutely. You know, eventually you'd want to diversify, but the, the important part is to get yourself out there first. And once you start, you'll be surprised at how easy it is. You know, and I think there are plenty of writing prompts online, too. Like, if you're really stuck on what to write, if you just Google, like, writing prompts, you'll find websites that are like, tell about a time when this happened. And you can apply that to your album, to your music, or whatever it is that you want to do. Hmm. Okay, that's that's great advice. And obviously, I think it probably goes without saying that, that they should absolutely stay away from the two taboo topics. Yes, uh, religion and politics. 
I would, unless you're, unless that's, you know, your, um, what your music's about, you know, something like that. But yeah, I would, uh, I, I certainly would just because I have clients and I don't know what my clients are, where they're coming from. And I wouldn't want to alienate anyone. Yeah. So in other words, if you're a, a contemporary Christian artist, then I think people would be surprised if you didn't blog about that. But, uh, sure. you know, to, to take a, a very radical approach with it is probably when and where you need to draw the line. Right. I would. I mean, you know, far be it for me to tell anyone how to live their life, I guess. But <laughs> if you're if you're looking to make a blog that gets followers and I mean, I don't know, because some controversial people have a lot of followers, but is that what you want? You know what I mean? Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Just because you think it sounds easy or because someone told you that you have a good radio voice or simply because you're in entertainment, don't think that voiceover work is something you can just pick up that anyone can do. Take it from Mella herself and also listen to episode 60 of the show with Lila Burzens and episode 55 with Roy Yokelson, Lila's mentor. Voiceover work is a trained profession that has a whole industry around it with people who've been doing it for years. Put this one in the category of do not try this at home. If you're that interested and that serious, seek a voiceover professional to help you get started. You don't want any fallout from a just winging it type foray into that world to hurt the music career you've already worked so hard at forming. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Mella, I mentioned back in the intro, you're being the co-founder of Brainstamp Music. What is Brainstamp Music? And uh, keeping in mind that the show has gotten listeners from 124 countries around the world, how might listeners benefit from what you're doing with Brainstamp? Um, Brainstamp is a production company. Um, we are um, working on revamping and building it and really turning it into a full-fledged music services company. But um, right now we do commercial songwriting, we do production, um, we do consultations, um, just anything music related. We love to take artists who have ideas but don't know what to do with them and then fully flesh them out into either a full song or even an album. Now, I wonder, is there, because obviously in this day and age of, of technology with Skype and with uh, file sh uh, cloud, cloud storage and things of that nature, file sharing, um, obviously you can help anyone anywhere in the world, but do you draw the line in terms of uh, certain genres of music that you will not work with? No, not really. I mean, anything like that was hate speech or something, I think we would try to steer away from, but we haven't had that issue 
you know, if the bets never come up. But as in terms of genre, no, we've worked with um, jazz clients, R&B, country. Um, you know, the list is endless for what we're willing to do. I mean, there might be down the line something where we're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this again, but we haven't had that happen yet. And again, uh, listeners, we still have a lot more interview to go, so we will talk about some of the other hats that Mella wears. But I wonder, Mella, when, why, where, how, <laughs> with who mm-hmm. did, did did you create uh, Brainstamp Music? Since you're the co-founder, who, who was this that, that you did it with and, and, you know, kind of what was the inspiration to start this? Uh, my, my co-founder is Aman Sahi, and he was also my co-writer for Zebrastone. So we had made this album for ourselves, and then we kind of started taking on side projects of other people who would hear our album and then say, oh, could you do this for me? Could you help me with my song? And we were like, sure, because we both just really love the process of helping people create and complete songs. So that was kind of where it started and we just grew it out from there. So that sounds to me that that maybe this came together in the last, uh, I'm going to say two years. Yes. Okay. And I've been referring to your currently being in the Motor City, at at least uh, (laughs) as of the time that that we're talking to each other right now, but you are actually in the process of moving to Nashville. Um, Talk about that big change. Well, you know, Nashville is Music City, and one of my goals, my life goals, is to have written a song that is a hit, like a number one, you know. And Nashville really is the place to do that, to pitch songs to other artists. And uh, over the last couple years, my partner and I with Brainstamp, we have been traveling to Nashville to go attend these events and pitches. And I just feel that it's really where I need to be if I want to achieve that goal within a reasonable amount of time. You know, it's just, it's too far of a travel from Detroit to Nashville to do it regularly. And I'd like to do it regularly. So I just made that decision that I I need to be there at least for a little while. But you do, I imagine you do still intend, you're not going there simply to be a songwriter who wants to get a cut. It sounds to me like you're going to go there and and everything that you're doing right now can be done anywhere. So I imagine that you're going to be in Nashville really focused on Brainstamp and also songwriting and then all the other hats that, that we're talking about. Yes? Absolutely. Yep. And listeners, we have talked on many, many episodes of this show about people who up and moved to Nashville. There have been a lot of guests that have had a lot of advice, uh, some of them right in Nashville themselves. I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to uh, what is widely felt to be the most listened to episode ever of this show, and that was all the way back on episode 12. Mark Allen Barnett was the guest. Uh, The episode was so popular that we had him back on episode 102, but Mab, as he's affectionately known, he is a songwriter in Nashville that has written more than 3,000 songs and does uh, what he calls Nashville tours to get you familiar with the industry. So he gave a lot of good insight on that. Uh, Episode 24, the guest was Johnny Garcia. He's the lead guitar player for Garth Brooks, but he also uh, does music publishing, songwriting, and that was a very, very insightful interview, Johnny Garcia on episode 24. So in addition to Mab on 
episodes 12 and 102. I suggest you listen to that one as well, because obviously this isn't something that Mella woke up one day and she decided, you know what, I think I'm going to move to Nashville. It's, you know, it's not that she's moving from Detroit to Ann Arbor, you know, this is states and states away. So, um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a caution to those of you that say, wow, I like that she's doing this. I, I had to do that too. It's not, it's not something that you want to do, um, you know, just overnight, as I said, and, and Mel, I, I imagine this is something that you've considered and researched and planned for quite some time. Oh, years. Yeah. Um, wow. just because, you know, we had been doing the pitches and driving down there, but it's roughly about a nine hour drive. You wow. know, if you make stops and stuff and to, to keep doing that once a month for several years, you know, which we didn't do it that often, but it felt like it. And um, also, just to mention, I'm hearing that Las Vegas is quickly becoming a new music city. And I did look into that as well, just because it's warmer. And um, <laughs> But I felt in terms of songwriting and, you know, doing the pitches and stuff, Nashville was still, you know, where I needed to be. But if your listeners are like, eh, I don't know, maybe try Vegas, because that was something else that I had looked into. Did you actually go to Vegas at all, I wonder, and, and look around and talk to people? I did. I did. Um, I went this summer to try to get a handle on, okay, is, is Nashville for real where I'm headed or is any last minute changes, but I still feel that, I, I mean, Vegas is always fun, but I don't, I don't think that it's right for me at this point in time. Well, but that's good that you said it that way because it means that you made an informed decision instead of just, you know, assuming one way or the other on, on one or both cities. And listeners, I'd be remiss if I didn't point you to episode 35. Frankie Shinta was the guest. Uh, real, real fun interview. Frankie is a headliner in Las Vegas and has been for many, many years, but talked about working his way up through the clubs. Uh, he had started out in Buffalo, New York, and uh, Frankie has been at many venues as a headliner in Vegas for years now. So indeed, uh, listen to, to what he has to say now that Mella is pointing out Las Vegas as, as a viable option as well. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Detroit is singer, songwriter, author, blogger, voiceover artist, Mella Barnes. Visit her official website at www.mellamusic.com. As I mentioned before, it is spelled just like you would think, M-E-L-L-A, mellamusic.com. She is very active on social media. On her website, you'll find links to Mella on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, there's other icons there as well. Use mellowmusic.com also to purchase her book, Way Less Cowbell, How to Communicate Your Musical Ideas. And remember, her album, Zebra Stone, can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. While you are on her website, you can also contact Mella there to hire her as a session singer or voiceover artist. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio there, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and there's even an indication of which two songs by that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram I did like and follow 
Mella earlier today and really hope that you'll do the same as well. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a few of them already. Jennifer Brenning from last week, Mark Allen Barnett, episodes 12 and 102, Johnny Garcia on episode 24, and Frankie Shinta on episode 35. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners Very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. I'm just so amazed when I see all the countries around the world that are listening to the show, especially all the great activity that has been from France lately. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Mela's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Mela, let's talk a bit about the voiceover work that you do too. And listeners, I encourage you to go back to episode 60 of Now Hear This Entertainment as well to listen to my conversation with California-based voiceover artist Lila Burzens. Uh, Mela, talk about your voiceover endeavors. Sure. Um, I've done a couple national commercials. um, And uh, I would say out of everything that I do, the voiceover is something I'd really like to grow more of in 2017. Um, I just haven't put as much time into it as I have the music and the writing, and I really do enjoy it. It's a form of acting, but you almost have to over-say, over-act what you're going to say. Sorry, let me rephrase. Uh, (laughs) You have to um, over-say everything because people can't see your actions. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting way of acting because... It's like everyone watching has blindfolds on, so you have to really overdo everything that you're doing, and it's a really interesting process. Yeah, that actually reminds me of uh, an an expression that has really stuck with me for quite a long time. I I really enjoyed uh, listening to Dominic Page's uh, listeners. This was way back on episode eight of the show, he called when you're doing, when you're songwriting, he said, you have to really think of a song as a four minute movie for the blind. And so, you know, you're, you're kind of painting that same picture, Mela, and saying that, Mm -hmm. you know, you really have to deliver something that will give the listener what the company, the sponsor, who's whoever's commercial it is, whatever message they want them to to hear. And as you're saying, what, what message they want them to picture. Right. And I would say for anybody, you know, thinking of getting into voiceovers, every line that you read, read it twice as much emotion as you would normally, because it really just doesn't translate. I don't know if you watch any cartoons like uh, The Simpsons, for example, but you can tell when they have somebody on there who is not familiar with voice acting, because compared to the rest of the cast, their words just kind of fall flat and they have big name celebrities on there but yeah. it just doesn't translate sometimes wow very interesting it, it gives us all a, a, a new perspective now to watch some of those from yeah <laughs> uh as as we've mentioned a little bit here and there another hat that you wear mella is that of a session singer back on episode 74 my guest was wendy wagner who talked a lot about what she does in that capacity. And actually, she came back on episode 123 when she was out on tour as one of the singers behind Joe Walsh. Mela, I know that on iTunes alone, aside from your Zebrastone album, there are a number of songs that you have sung on. Yeah, uh, that's surprising to me to see how many of them actually end up going on to iTunes. Yeah, that I 
I sang on but received no residual income from. Not to say you shouldn't go ahead and check those out anyway, but those were all um, work for hire that I did session singing work for. Okay, so clarify that then for the listeners so they understand how that works financially. Does that mean that you got paid to do it and that's the end of it and any sales of the song you get nothing from? Um, Yes, unless there was a deal worked out you know, beforehand, but, um, still, if you feel that you like the song, please definitely check it out, support that artist, because I've worked with whoever that is, obviously, and I, I love my clients, so I definitely want them to have success, because maybe they'll hire me again, or just because they've worked hard, and they deserve success, so. So, then your advice to a session singer would be, go in and understand that the terms will be dictated to you is that is that correct that you shouldn't be going in there and saying look i expect to get a percentage of sales um it's pretty standard just the way that i work that it's work for hire if one of my clients really decides that they want to give me a percentage um after we're done working they can do that if they want but they don't have to i don't expect it Um, And whatever they choose to do with the song after that point is totally up to them. I've written songs for people just to give to their wife, you know, so, you know, that probably won't make it on iTunes. But the ones that do, it's always cool to be like, oh, wow, people are, you know, using what I did for them. So that's great. Well, I'm interested. You said a few minutes ago that you'd really like to kind of accelerate, if I'm using the right word, voiceover work more in 2017, but out of all the hats that you wear, is there any clear order or or does it change from day to day in terms of, oh, I'm a songwriter first, a singer second, a voiceover artist third, that that type of thing? Um, No, session singing is my full-time job, so that's what I do for a living. Um, so that's always going to be number one, at least for the foreseeable future, unless, you know, Toby Keith wants to record one of my songs and then, <laughs> then it will abruptly switch. But, um, yeah, so session singing is one. And then I would say writing is a close second because I do that every day as well. Wow. I just might not make an income from writing all the time because it might just be my blog or whatever. Yeah, I was going to ask you to clarify when you say I'm writing every day. Did you mean songwriting or do you mean just some type of writing in general? Some type in general, and people do pay me for songwriting as well, so I might be incorporating that into the session singing. It just depends. So when you go to Nashville, I'm curious then, will you try to get uh, work as a session singer, or, or is it, no, I'm really chasing that, <laughs> the, Toby, the Toby Keith cut? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I plan on continuing to do the session singing because I do it you know, I have my own in-home studio, so uh, uh, okay. I can do that from anywhere, and that will continue to be my full-time job. Okay, so the idea is to market yourself throughout the Nashville music community as opposed to going and knocking on studio doors and saying, hey, please consider me in your Rolodex of session singers. I mean, if they want to do that, absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to uh, turn that down, but mostly because I work from home, I can work from anyone from anywhere all over the world. So I have clients that have been from Dubai and Italy and yeah, stuff like that. So Nashville is mostly for the writing. I would love to work with more people in Nashville, but I don't have to. Okay. And so there you have it. Those of you who are listening uh, anywhere in the world that uh, do need a session singer, you can consider Mella. And that's one of the reasons why we've been giving out her web information. Mella, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Tangerine. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. 
This is a song that, um, so typically what happens is my partner will give me just a guitar idea and I'll write on top of that and we'll go back and forth and flesh out the song. In this case, he brought the whole song fully produced and he was like, I have this, what can you do with it? Mm. And so it was an interesting challenge and the song itself, just the instrumentation is so quirky and out there that I was like, okay, well the words have to match what this is. So it's basically just a song of all of the weirdest things I could possibly think <laughs> of. And there actually is a music video that I made for this that's um, on, I believe it's on my website or it's on my YouTube. But um, it was just an at-home, like a do-it-yourself music video that I made because it was just such a fun song to work on. Well, Mella, thank you for making the time. It was a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, best wishes with, with the move to Nashville for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Good. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, author, blogger, voiceover artist, Mella Barnes. Do visit her official website. It's www.mellamusic.com and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. As you will see on her website, there are other platforms as well, Instagram, Google+, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Purchase Mella's book through her website, and remember that her album Zebra Stone is on iTunes, Amazon, and other online retailers. And of course, you can contact her through her website for session singer or voiceover work. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Look for me at the NAM show in Anaheim, January 19th to the 22nd. I will be at the Tascam booth. Be sure to stop by and say hello. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Mella Barnes. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Tangerine. Oh.